Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Owen O'Sullivan and today's guest on the show is Anna Mika, who releases her debut album, Idlemind, on Friday, 26th of April. She's also out on tour this week in support of the album. She's playing headline shows at Dundalk's Spirit Store on Wednesday, the 24th. She's in Plugged in Cork on the 25th of April. Dublin's Unitarian Church is the 26th of April. And then on Saturday, the 27th of April, she's at Roisin Dove in Galway before a gig at Trebolgan for It Takes a Village Festival. I can't believe it's been over a year already. I can't wait to get back to Trebolgan for that festival. It's going to be really, really amazing. And oh yeah, the point of everything will be doing something or other at it. So if you're going to It Takes a Village in Trebolgan in East Cork between the 10th, 11th and 12th of May. Make sure that you check me out on the Saturday, but there's so much happening uh, that, well, maybe you'll miss me, but you'll be able to hear the podcast, hopefully, as long as everything goes according to plan on the day. But back to Anamika now and her debut album, Idlemind. It's an independent release. It's going to be out on LP, CD and digital download, and it does not disappoint. I can't remember the first time that I saw Anamika live, but I've seen her perform quite a lot over the course of 2018 and already in 2019. Just over a week ago, I saw her on support duties at Triscoll Christchurch for Yvagabond. She's been on tour around Ireland with the brothers Dermot and Brian McGloin as they released their stunning second album, The Hair's Lament. I wrote about that on The Point of Everything. So she was on support duty around the country with them and she was amazing in Triscoll Christchurch. As every time that I see Anamika play, I just think her voice is so stunning. I think her guitar playing is great and the songs, she's just a brilliant, brilliant songwriter. So there's a couple of videos of her songs. They've been around for a few years, so you can see the likes of Aralak up on YouTube, just live performances from over the years, Mountain Song as well. Keep It Whole has been around for a while too. So if you've seen her in the past, you'll know a few of the tunes that make up Idle Mind, but it's a really, really great collection of songs. Um, The press release says that it was recorded in the far reaches of West Cork, as well as in Pickering Forest in Kildare, and it features Anamika performing Greek bazooki, electric guitar, piano and cello, accompanied by her longtime collaborator Brian McGloin from Yves on Indian harmonium, fiddle, additional strings and vocals, and Matthew Jacobson of Jacobson, Jacobson of Contemporary Jazz Ensemble Red Dividere and Experimental Folk Group Clang Sane on percussion, adding to an eclectic assortment of sounds. The 10 songs on the record philosophize through abstract lyrics about place, age, belonging, and various societal misalignments. Themes and inspirations for the album stem from a colourful background of experience. Wait, wait and get a load of this, this journey that Anamika has been on. She learned Maori songs at school in New Zealand and Shano songs off the coast of Ireland. She's hitchhiked through Hungary, Romania and Bulgaria, picking up traditional songs along the way and cycled from her home in Kildare to the southern tip of Spain and living in Granada for a brief spell. We touch on that in the podcast that's about to follow. Granada, trail running, it sounds amazing. I'm already looking up holidays to uh, literally follow in her tracks there. And also there's stuff from her life lived in Cork where she performed cello in the experimental improv group Hex. So yeah, that's a little bit about Anamika's life to date.
I suppose. It all has culminated in this wonderful debut album, Idle Mind, which is out Friday, 26th of April. Make sure that you keep your eyes and ears tuned for that and make sure to catch her live this week or at It Takes a Village Festival. And without further ado, here is myself and Anamika in our gaff in Dublin for the Point of Everything podcast. Congratulations on your first debut album. How are you feeling about it? Nervous? Excited? A couple of weeks out from its actual release? Mm, both of those things, yeah. Uh, excited. Uh, k- kind of excited. Uh, like I met two friends recently and they're like, oh, congratulations. And I kind of, I was like, oh, why? I, I've kind of forgot. <laughs> because for me, I've, I guess I've been working on it for a long time. So, um, so I guess when you announce that you're releasing something, it's not brand new news for you obviously um so I kind of it took me a moment to remember what they were talking about it about but um yeah so excited um mostly just to you know to get it out and and move on from that kind of that period of intense waiting you know there's kind of a that that word release to release an album comes with a lot of like uh, ah finally I can kind of relax and focus on other things in a way as you said like some of the songs are like a couple of years old like I can't remember the first time that I saw you live but like there's a couple of songs um on the album which I very much remember from seeing you like down through the years is it kind of like finally there were these are their final versions these are them done and farewell you're happy with how they are now yeah that idea of them being done they never are done and I know that the way they're recorded that's that's uh one way um that they are and they can that they can be performed but um i'm totally up for changing them as well and performing them very differently um just to keep it interesting and for myself more than anyone else (laughs) Uh, yeah there are definitely a lot of old songs there i'm also quite a slow songwriter um and uh yeah i guess the oldest one on the album is probably one called Mountain Song. Uh, that one and another song called If, but If went through um, a few adaptions and, um, you know, just a few days before recording it, I decided to include another part in it, which is now my favourite part of the track. So that was lucky. Um, yeah, like the Mountain Song, we were just talking about that before we press record. Like I was just watching a video on YouTube that Miles O'Reilly had recorded of you like on the rooftops. So I think it's like Anamika on, ro- Anamika on the rooftops, I think. Like that must that must predate uh, This Ain't No Disco and stuff. It must be like four or five years old. And yet I don't think it's re- Has it changed that much over the years? The song yeah uh not not in so much in terms of arrangement except that i've added like for the, in the recording for the album there's a bit of percussion um but no i i for me that song is a little bit kind of stuck not not stuck but it's uh how it is uh or how it was when i when i kind of first wrote it and first started performing it there's something kind of nostalgic about it um, about those kind of old songs um, I don't really perform so much with the the two friends of mine who were in that video and um, just because they're elsewhere so the kind of different singers come on board at different times yeah I think I've also brought more kind of electric guitar into my performances as well so that might add a different 
kind of element to it. it it hasn't changed that much i mean like the key change seems to have been there all the time like when that key change happens like halfway through that song it's like oh this is like something special oh yeah <laughs> that bit yeah um <laughs> people comment on that i don't really notice that anymore about that song i think um from what i recall that song was two different songs that i i just stuck together somehow um yeah that was a a, a funny song to write um yeah i was in a, a studio space in dublin and um using that a lot for songwriting it's since been knocked down and turned into a distillery uh, so, which is a shame so whenever i pass that distillery i think of that song because that's kind of the land where i wrote it <laughs> and that's a song where i'm struggling to see uh, um, standing on your shoulders uh is that from re- i wanted to know is that like from a real gig where you're actually like really struggling to see the uh, band? no <laughs> but that's a, that's a nice interpretation no uh you in that song is, um, I guess, a mountain landscape that I would have become very familiar with when I lived in Granada in Spain. Um, and so the shoulders, I guess you could say that mountains have shoulders in a way. They're kind of lower kind of, uh, ridges of the mountain. Um, and so the whole song, the, the lyrics of it are maybe kind of abstract ways of describing this mountain landscape that I um, would go. I, would, I was doing a lot of trail running in Granada. And I would kind of run for quite long distances in one direction. Um, and yeah, it's, it was amazing. It was very, um, like very narrow paths up and down and through kind of forested areas and up and down uh, mountain trails. So, and I'd kind of find myself lost quite often. Um, so it was, I guess, a response to that. And sometimes it was quite intimidating because um, of like, I don't know, I remember once tripping over and nearly breaking my ankle and then thinking, God, I wouldn't know how to get out of here, actually. I didn't have any phone or you know any way of contacting anyone. So. Wow, we could talk about trail running some more. Is it still <laughs> something that you do? Not often. I find that uh, in Ireland, I just didn't get into that. When I came back to Ireland, I didn't... Uh, find a group to do it with or else maybe uh, access to mountains as well like Granada really was kind of uh, in a it's in a valley and so you know access to the mountains was much easier although at the same time I'm conscious of uh, how about your your home place you're kind of you forget about what is available to you and you kind of you just think I don't know how to describe it but when you're abroad you're like often I find myself more up for doing things or more up for exploring and figuring out, finding those places. Um, whereas, and, and here I'm probably, you know, there's there's probably a lot of trails to be found and run on, <laughs> run along, but, but I haven't uh, got into that habit. Um, I run in the park, but uh, it's not really the same. <laughs> so um, coming back to the music, the Mountain Song, you said that it was the oldest track that's on the album. Did it feel like... Like when you had written that, like all those years ago, when you first wrote it, did it feel like you had landed on something that you had kind of figured out something about music that kind of uh, made a little bit more sense to you? Did it feel like a special song, like at the time? Yeah, it did. Uh, Maybe just in comparison to other songs I was writing, I think lyrically I was quite proud of it. I think I still am, especially like the verses. I just really enjoy the rhythm of them and yeah, just the fitting them in with the bazooki 
I do remember thinking that, uh, yeah, I do remember feeling quite excited about that song, but I think it was just also the, the, the speed of it or the energy it gave me um, when performing it. Um, but then, you know, you move past that as well and other songs appear. So at the moment, those are the songs that excite me more um, when I perform them. But I mean, that doesn't mean what, I mean, I don't know what other people think of any of the songs when I'm playing them. It's just from my perspective, how I feel about playing them. Uh, that particular song, it's just, I have been playing it for quite a long time. So it's taken on a different feeling. Um, but again, that kind of nostalgic feeling is quite, I really enjoy it as well. It's kind of good memories of other times. And so like, do, do you think that you kind of needed the time in between? Like, I don't know how many years it was in between the album and that song, like five five or six years maybe or something. Do you, do you think that like you're almost unrecognisable as a lyricist now? Do you think that you've just come on leaps and bounds the more you've done it? Yeah, I definitely can see a, a change in my songwriting or my approach to creating songs um, over the past number of years. But that's inevitable, isn't it? I mean, um, it would be kind of worrying or a bit of a shame if I was just stuck in like the same way of writing. Um, and I guess that's just in response to the different environments I'm in or the different people I'm surrounded by. Inevitably, that's going to impact what I'm uh, the the art that I create I guess um what what is your creative process like now would you sit down with the aim of writing a song in like an hour or something or like just coming up with a couple of lines for something and seeing how it mutates over like months or years or something yeah probably the latter I haven't uh much to my frustration I haven't really been able to focus so much on songwriting um recently because of um well just the admin <laughs> related to music and also working full-time with other jobs trying to release an album independently um means very little time uh very little time but also very little headspace for uh even allowing your brain to kind of connect to that side of things so Actually, as I say it, I do. I, there are like three songs that I'm like uh, working on, but not really actively. It's just um, every so often I might noodle away on them a bit more. And it's, it's it is interesting actually how those tiny moments of you know, oh sure, like I'll just play guitar for fifteen minutes before I go to bed. I mean, that's not even an active decision. It's just I just I pick up the guitar or the bazooki, and then in that tiny short window, I might like add something else to the song or change it in some way that really makes a huge difference and so those moments are really important to go with they're important for me right now do you ever wonder like what it would be like musically creatively if you were like full-time with it do you think you'd almost go mad thinking about some of the songs and some of the stuff that you could do with them yeah I think I'd get not I wouldn't get very much done funnily enough I like some of the most my favorite songs I wrote, my favorite songs on the album I wrote during my masters when I had very little time, and I was like really, I was reading so much and having to do write so much for college, and I think uh, that kind of buzz that that creates in your head, that kind of, uh, you know, when you've just got so much to do, 
uh, and so many words in your head, I think that can be quite stimulating for songwriting for me. Um, whereas then I went to Finland to do a residency in September, so I was there for a whole month. And so then you're given this entire month just to focus on music. And the first week I couldn't do anything. I hated music. <laughs> I just kept, I just couldn't stand the thought of like playing any music whatsoever. So I ended up um, focusing on a different art form entirely. I was just taking lots of photos and making little films. Um, and that was so refreshing and really, really important to just not, and reminding and reminded me not to to push it at all you just have to wait I guess and did you come back to the music then later in the residency I did yeah and I I it was pretty productive yeah (laughs) music uh I don't hear of that many music residencies there's a couple have you been on any other ones I have yeah I I kind of discovered residencies through visual artist friends who have been on them Oh, they're amazing. Like, I cannot like, kind of recommend them enough for anyone. And the first one I went to was Kilreelig in Kerry. I had a cottage to myself on a cliff looking out over the Skelligs almost. It was amazing. Like, really, really amazing. And just spent two weeks there working on music. And I think that was probably one of the most kind of important times for me in terms of deciding that I wanted to continue with music. Not that I need external... Well, everyone, I guess, external acknowledgement or external, I don't want to say that I depend on external praise, but the fact that I was accepted onto this residency as, you know, I was seen as an artist was quite an important confidence boost uh, at a time when I probably needed it a lot. Yeah, so those two weeks were amazing. And then I spent another week the next year in Cavan at a residency. And then uh, just September gone, I went to Finland. I applied for kind of uh, outside Ireland residency. And what's Finland like? flat and <laughs> sorry that's horrible well, uh, what Finland, I think of Finland is like cold it got really cold at the end of September and um, there was a lot of forest and um, huge amount of like a lot of our paper would come from Finland it's a lot of coniferous forest the residency I was in was surrounded by a very kind of old old forest which was beautiful and I've never seen so many mushrooms growing anywhere so you just go out into the forest pick mushrooms and then have them for breakfast to throw them to the frying pan like all kinds it was amazing didn't get poisoned or anything didn't pick any bad ones luckily not (laughs) no because i was with the finnish people know all about mushrooms yeah i had good education um can we talk about like the confidence thing that you just touched on there like what was it was it just like were you thinking like oh what's what's the point in continuing on with the music yeah, I mean, yeah, confidence is a huge thing. It takes quite a lot of, for me anyway, for some people it's totally, it's as easy as anything, but just to, well, to have the confidence to perform, first of all, is kind of, is a big thing, but uh, that's getting easier. I think the the confidence to continue with with creating something, but you just have to keep reminding yourself that just if if you're enjoying it and if it's, yeah, if it's something you, you feel good about spending your time doing, then that's all that really matters, yeah. I guess. No, like, I, I, I understand what you're talking about. Like, I was thinking about it um, even earlier today. You know, it's so easy not to do something, you know? It's so much harder to actually do something and to continue doing something. So actually pursuing that is, like, the hard part, whereas it would be so much easier not to. 
Yeah. Like writing, creating this album has been such a huge, uh, there's been so many times where I'm like, what am I doing? My music is shit. No one's going to like it. I hate my music (laughs) so many times. God, I can't count the amount of times. Um, And then I just have to, you just have to block that out. out, Because what's the point of thinking like that? It's not really helping yeah, that's just like, you just have to, I don't know, I can't describe that that feeling, but you just have, uh, for me anyway, I've just um, have had to distract myself and and also just take a step back as well and just uh, take a step back from music and not play and not think about it and focus on something else, hang out with sound people and <laughs> do other things um, and then come back to it when you're at, a, at another point in your head how does that happen do you like actually voice that to other people that like oh my music is shit what am I doing and they're like what are you talking about like do you need someone to kind of talk you around or is it just something like no matter what they'll say you'll always think that until you actually process it yourself and you come back to it and you're like oh actually this song is pretty good yeah it does help uh voicing it to other people and then them uh kind of uh knocking a little bit of sense into you but then then in your head you're like oh they're just saying that because they feel sorry for me or they're just saying that because uh I don't know you know it's just silly thoughts like we're we all have them and so I just have to kind of push through that and remind myself that that's just that at that period of time my negative thoughts are kind of like outnumbering my more positive thoughts and then just to to accept that and acknowledge that and be like oh that's you know that'll pass was the album recorded like in different part different times different parts like there was no set like we have to get this album done this month no that's a horrible I couldn't imagine that um although I thought I think I thought that's what how it was going to be at the start except I first started recording my songs with the idea that I was just recording a few of them as an EP type thing but then I just didn't like I don't like the word EP. It just reminds me of ET. <laughs> <laughs> Extended player. I hate I hate that term. When people oh. when people spell it out, it's like just call it an EP. Yeah. Extended player. Like that sounds even uglier than yeah. EP. I think yeah, the, I, I in my mind I just thought, oh sure, well, what why record a few songs when I could record all the songs I have? But then since then I've written more songs. So I, I first started recording the first few songs in January 2017 down in West Cork during my master's, which is a very bad idea if you want to start recording. Don't start during a master's. That's ridiculous. Why would you do that? Um, so I was really, although maybe maybe it's maybe it's a nice thing to to you know have a have a very separate focus, but um it was very cold and I got sick and we couldn't continue so I had a whole week booked we only got two days of recording done or three and then it wasn't till pretty much a year later that we could continue and um, because my master's just got too busy and then I was away and so literally over the course of two years that sounds like a long time but it has only been like kind of a week here and a week there and then, and then another week time. yeah exactly so not like every day for two years I've been working on this album (laughs) and like you're obviously happy with the results I presume yeah I am I'm I mean it it is that there it is it's 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 done and like for sure there are infinite ways that I could have arranged or produced or you know had whatever produced all those songs but you could 
then you, you'd never ever produce anything or you wouldn't so not I don't want to use the word produce because that's complicating it but I can't be a perfectionist with it really because I want to move on and record other songs as well I'm no I'm I'm really delighted with how it's all worked out uh, but I just I just want to acknowledge as well that like there are so many other ways that they could have been done and this is just one exhibition of those songs yeah like you have to enjoy the moment now but like thinking about your next album you kind of like I definitely don't want to do it <laughs> this way again yeah there's definitely things I would change but uh not dramatically I think I'd like to have a li- little bit more control in the recording part of it and like in terms of the kind of space I know that I like to record in I have a better idea of that uh, windows they're good windows are good to have in a in in a room that you're recording in <laughs> just to <laughs> With a nice stare view. out Lo- looks good for the photographs sort of thing yeah that thing <laughs> only for Instagram <laughs> no. that's what it's all about yeah and like thematically I guess I haven't been able to delve too deep into it it's still a couple of weeks out from when we're recording uh until its release but do you think that there is a kind of a general theme running through it or anything like that yeah i think so i think i'm quite quite a lot of nature-based imagery but not like flowers and butterflies but uh definitely descriptions descriptions of landscape or uh natural spaces maybe at least that's what i'm drawing inspiration from either that or a lot of traveling actually traveling is really inspiring for me i think like a lot of it is me trying to pack memories into songs so i have like little pack old like musical packages of memories so that so that i'll remember them easier when i'm old as you mentioned you know you you kind of get a little bit nostalgic while you're singing them or they're quite nostalgic for you as well so just talking about all of the traveling that you've done I mean you're currently based in Dublin I think you have been for a while like do you enjoy the feel of the city that like being in Dublin like would you prefer to kind of uh, get back out on the road again do you feel kind of like a little restless when you're in one place at one time funny that you asked me that this week was very much a oh I don't like being in Dublin probably because of just having a really bad week of cycling in Dublin and almost falling in Lewis tracks and not being knocked off my bike it's crazy cars are mad it's so bad so um there were a few demoralizing moments and kind of rain and cold weather so um at the moment I'm a bit ah I need to get out of here but yeah that idea of being tied down I do get that feeling sometimes but then I have to remind myself that structure is also really good and even just a room with a desk for writing on and my instruments in one place is a really good feeling and mo- constantly moving is is exciting but tiring as well and uh, I did a lot of that last summer you know kind of 40 degree heat with a heavy weight of a bag on my back I do remember thinking at one point ah oh, wow I really want to base myself somewhere I know that Dublin is not where I want to base myself for a long long time um, I did live in Cork for two years. I really loved that. I, yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way of living out of a, out of the city more and in the countryside. It's so it's so much harder though, isn't it? When you've kind of got like say something to plug, or you know, when you want people to call on you or you want to perform or something, you've got to be like where the stuff is happening. Yeah, it's a really tricky one. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out. I think there's a way, and it'll re- reveal itself. 
Um, I think if if I'm not too far, so I can kind of come in for rehearsals, whatever. Because um, actually, being in Dublin has been so good for um, collaborating with musicians, and and there's uh, there's brilliant things as well happening. Really good sessions, and I have great friends here. When when you mentioned the sessions, you talking about the trad sessions, like the the ones that um I've, I've heard so much about, like the ones that Lisa O'Neill is involved in and stuff like that in Stony Batter and in. They, they sound magical yeah like I've never been to any of them but I, I it's kind of reached a stage where I'm like I think I don't need to go to them because I just like hearing people's experiences of them um I don't really think of your music very in the traditional sense like there there is a folk sensibility running through it I think but do, do you think that those sessions have had an impact on you as a musician so when I say sessions I guess I wouldn't go to so many trad sessions um more f- folk general folk sessions i guess how, how, how do they differ okay so like a session that i would have gone to a lot over the years was the one in walsh's and it's run by or started by and still run by brain and dermot of you vagabonds brain and dermot mclin so the session that they have hosted there is i guess you like it's, it's kind of uh they would host it and anyone is kind of welcome to sing a song definitely traditional songs are sung it wouldn't that's that's the other thing it's kind of the focus would be more on singing rather than tunes definitely some people play tunes there sometimes but a lot of folk songs are sung from you know not just Irish folk songs but we've had lots of kind of American people coming in and American friends and singing folk songs that they know and and so there's a really nice kind of sharing from other co- countries as well yeah and traditional sessions sure I've I I go to them sometimes but I I don't I'm not a traditional musician um sure I've learned I've uh kind of studied with some Shano singers and kind of I learned kind of a bit of fiddle during my master's but in no way would I consider myself a trad musician I guess I'm I feel quite distant from it a a little bit because I didn't grow up in that world at all at all whether trad music trad music has influenced my music I don't think so maybe a little bit with my bazooki playing or maybe the ornamentation of my singing this is what other people have said but I don't know because I've never actively thought "Ooh, I'm gonna put that ornamentation into my voice so that I can sound like a traditional singer that's not a natural thing for me to do so yeah I guess maybe maybe I have been but maybe equally maybe I've been influenced by I don't know Nirvana or something <laughs> I don't know um wh- where did the bazooki come from or like how how did it come into your uh your uh playing like did it come from traditional uh, like you you saw it in a session or something and you were like I'll I'll have a bit of that yeah I had a friend who played an Irish bazooki and he accompanied me with a few at a few very very early gigs that I played and I thought oh that's a cool instrument didn't really think much about it and then I met uh Brian and he Brian McGlynn and he um had a bazooki and we were away on Ironmore Island for a week in a house and I just stole his bazooki for the week and like locked myself in a room and just, just started. gravitated towards it <laughs> yeah the sound of it was really I don't know how to describe it, it really takes you out of the instrument like sometimes you can the sound is kind of feels quite locked to the instrument whereas the bazooki um instantly for me uh was this uh, you know I could kind of imagine this 
spacious, vast landscape when I played it. So that was the sound kind of made me think of that. And that was pretty inspiring, especially being on kind of the in the wilds of Ironmore. Ironmore Island is stunning. So, yeah, it was a good time to be introduced to it. You're releasing the album on April 26th and then you're heading out on tour as well. You're currently kind of on tour with uh, the Vagabonds guys on um, support duty, but then you're doing like headline shows. You're looking forward to like the name and the the big font on the posters playing Unitarian Church and many more. Mm. So, yeah, I'm playing kind of in Dundalk on the 24th and then Cork on the 25th and then the, the kind of the main one, I guess, in the Unitarian in Dublin on the 26th and then go away after that and then and then down for it takes a village and then also fail in Ibeltina before that so four gigs quite condensed close together and then two others a little bit down the line but um sure look they're all they're all part of it all kind of album launch gigs I suppose and I'm yeah I'm really excited for them uh, a little bit mad that I haven't really done many or any headline shows before I don't know what's going on I don't know what I'm doing but um I have been doing lots and lots of supports and that's that's fine really nice uh it'll be a night really good I think it's going to be a really good feeling to put on my own show and play for longer as well get into it a bit more yeah that, that's a question for the next time like how, how do they compare the support slots and the headline slots. So I'll save that one for the next time that I'm okay. talking to you. Thank you. Um, so I guess that that's everything that I have for you. Congratulations again on Idle Minds. Thank and you so much. Yeah, and enjoy the uh, enjoy the ride of releasing your album. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the roller coaster of, that it is. Mm-hmm.